I V M. Advertising is dead. It's all business now. And one of the core aspects of a modern business is really understand the data provided or other data that's all around you and really dig into what are the trends that you can kind of tap into, what are the aspects, be it from a platform, be it from a consumer that you can really use to leverage and kind of connect with the end consumer. And one platform where there's so much happening around trends is Twitter. And they recently announced their 2022 Twitter Trends Report. And there's some very interesting pieces within that where they've actually dug into, I would say, billions of tweets and they've kind of run down and rather brought that down to three core insights and dug deeper, not just into what those infer, but how they can actually be used for, let's say, a brand or for anyone who wants to kind of use that data or other data understanding to really build out for them to use. And to dig into all of these and, and so much more, I have Rishabh Sharma, the head of Twitter Next for Asia Pacific on the show today. And some of the core insights are super interesting. Some of them, rather one of them is one which I am super excited about. But before we get into all of that, we're going to go for a break on Advertising is Dead, where it's all business. I'm Ardugarala. We'll be right back with Rishabh on the other side of this break. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. We're talking to Rishabh. Rishabh, welcome to the show. I'm excited to A, dig into all the pointers from the report, but more than anything else, I'm excited to kind of talk about what you kind of observing on a broader lens. But um, more than anything else, welcome to the show. Excited to have this chat. Thank you, Varun. Likewise, looking forward to the conversation and definitely the title of the podcast is uh, as interesting as one could imagine. So yeah. Can't wait to get inside it. Yeah, it's as clickbaity as I could come up with four years ago. So uh, it, it still thankfully stands uh, is how I like to put it. I want to kind of start off by asking you just from a broad lens for the audience to kind of understand how did the entire process of putting this report together kind of come about? How do you guys kind of go about it? I, one of the best things I liked is literally, I, I remember reading the report saying we didn't just count like the basics, we just went deeper. So I'd love for you to kind of start with that and then we'll dig deeper into it. Yeah, great question. You know, for trends as a topic, the way the trends reports are being shaped, and for us, this is a global, global initiative. And as you would imagine, when you look at the public conversation today, uh, irrespective of the country and the geography you're based upon, it shows you so many behaviors, it informs so many things, and it, it has the potential to influence and as well as predict what might happen. Right? Mm. Now, for us as Twitter, that human archive of emotion, right? When you're sitting on the world's largest focus group, it is integral for us to really consume that piece of knowledge and be able to predict, shape, and create a thought leadership material, something that can really inform marketing opinions, that can inform consumer behaviors, and that can enable majority of the work that we're doing. Now, Twitter Trends is the piece that we actually do as part of the initiative that I just spoke about. How the process really happens is while predicting trends and understanding consumer behavior isn't something that is happening right now, right? But when you look at billions of tweets across thousand signals, that is a really rich data set to sit upon. Now, what I would really want to emphasize upon is one step further where the Twitter Trends report goes is to not look at just conversations that are so prevalent, right? Sometimes we all as online enthusiasts, as people taking part in public conversation, you can feel like, okay, this is this is pop culture happening right in front of me, or that's breaking news that I've seen, or that's a trend I've been a part of, or I've been an observer for. 
It's also about predicting the frequency, predicting how much is swelling, what are the sides of conversation behind each trend, because you you get so many signals. And for us to be able to really shape and crystallize and distill that into broad behaviors and themes is something that is really integral and pretty much something that that is the focus of the entire, entire initiative. And we do that by adopting volume. We do that by, by adopting the frequency. We do that by adopting, is this conversation fading or is that swelling? What data is it coming from and all of that? So uh, when we did that across countries and zooming in into India, as you would have seen, the three trends that emerged, yeah. which was all about fan billboards uh, and finance, both social and last but not least, which is entrepreneurs hitting peak culture. So that's how the report is fanned out. And I love the fact that these are the core three trends, right? Because in many ways, there's a certain overlap, I think at the borderline of it, but it's also kind of like so segmented from what's really happening on Twitter. Like let's start off with finance going social, right? Which is a, the first one. We've all seen this I would say the last three years has been the most I've heard people use the word personal finance and finance in general and then kind of came in Web3 and like crypto and everything else. And it's not like these things haven't been there. It's just like this explosion of conversation around it and people kind of creating content around it. Uh, Are you seeing and what I also kind of enjoy about looking at this content is people are trying to democratize it. People are trying to explain it. They're trying to teach. They're trying to also kind of talk about trends. So at a broad level, when you when you think finance goes social, what are the key pieces that you saw are have brought us to this point, and what did you kind of learn when looking at those? Yeah, and just a perfect segue to what what you just said: democratizing the finance piece of it. Right? Finance has been there. The the interest in finance, the importance of finance has been there in pretty much all of our lives. The the explosion of this content right in the mm. public conversation is something that we are witnessing, and we're witnessing mm. for uh for for the last few years and even more so now. What peculiar themes emerge from when we say finance goes social is it's no longer a conversation that is restricted to what we call as finance leaders of the mm. country. Right? Yeah. We often tend to sort of be consumers of financial advices, right? This yeah. is what we will read. But you've not seen like this entire creator economy, if I were to call it, right? Because that is mm. what we've been witnessing. Like the entire creator economy emerge and start discussing the whole decentralization of finance, right? And finance yeah. to you and finance to me is vastly different, right? You might be looking at finance from a, from an age of where the modern digital currency is headed. Mm. I might be looking at finance from a perspective of what are my options and how do I get inside the whole idea of trades and stocks, right? What are the what are the creators? What are the investors? And who are the people I can relate personally with who are also yeah. starting their journey now? So what we are seeing is one of the most diverse, decentralized conversation of finance that we have seen. That is why we say finance for social. And it same goes for not just us as just users of the service. Even even publishers, even brands, right? The way they are actually speaking about finance is absolutely different when they were speaking about like download this app or these this is what you need to do, this is what you need to create. I think they're all embracing the value of what it means for finance to be part of our own lives, what it means to go beyond just saving and investing. It is really about just having that conversation that is mutually relatable, where there is a immense and in, inherent value exchange and all those things that we've, we've really seen it really emerge across. Now, what's also kind of happened, and, and I'm just pegging on top of what you just said, is that your finances are very, and I think it still is largely, very exclusionary in the sense, if I pronounce that right, um, because you'd hear terms you didn't understand, you'd 
would suddenly like you know it's literally like the disclaimer you hear from mutual funds like it's like that thing which kind of goes by in trying to remember what it is and what i've actually seen is and the youngest of consumers really going deep saying i want to understand this better and as i'm understanding it i'm sharing what i'm learning about it kind of paying that forward in that sense of the word uh, right. and around that as well would you say that Web3 is now kind of growing as the area of focus in terms of conversation. Are we still at like literacy being the largest part? And let's say look, look, looking at Web3, looking at all the other pieces like blockchain, etc. are still kind of early stage, but we're going to stick to literacy as a conversation for a while to come. Yeah, I would say financial literacy, uh, digital literacy, digital banking, all of those conversations are here to stay. Right? If we just look at the size of the country, right? the runway that we have to cover in the literacy part of part of the ratio is, is a lot. So that conversation is not going anywhere. What is mm. definitely happening and perhaps at a far more compounded growth rate is the conversation around what is my journey to finance, right? Mm. The, journey, the journey that is starting as young as, as when you started tweeting, as young yeah. as when you started sort of speaking about your favorite football match or favorite cricket tournament, right? Uh, that's, what I, that's, what I, that's what I mean when I say that how diversified it is. Finance is not restricted to people that are interested in just finance. Right? Yeah. Uh, it is it is literally permeated across all groups, all generations, and they're taking active interest because it's no longer the terminology or the jargons that you used to fear and say like, hey, that's the piece of mathematics I didn't want to be interested in, <laughs> uh, yeah. as we would say. Uh, so, so that is that is what that is what we're saying. I think everything that is anything that is about to become social or that will continue to sort of swell in the social public conversation needs to have a way to be extremely real, authentic, uh, and mm-hmm. sometimes have its own mistakes because our financial journey will have mistakes and you want to mm-hmm. you want to have that community where you can engage and feel, okay, this feels authentic, right? And I think this is the the convergence, if I would say, we are seeing. Mm-hmm. Literacy would mm-hmm. remain important, but uh, but there's this parallel education and parallel interest in finance that is happening largely. Web3 is part of it. Uh, digital currency is part of it. You look at the growth of conversation in like uh, cryptocurrencies, fan tokens, all of that is one form of finance altogether, right? And I also love the fact that it, it mentions how NFTs are playing a part in it, right? Because you're talking about yeah. mainstream culture, entertainment, um, you know, like literally like Rehman having um, NFT and you know the whole Bollycoin piece and all that stuff. If I'm a brand today, and I, and I like the fact that the report actually says, okay, this is the learning. This is what you can do. Because oftentimes what ends up happening with a lot of reports is that you get a report, through it like what do i do about this right which is i think generally the question you instead of inferring it so if i'm a brand today what are the core takeaways that you kind of pull out like, these are pieces you have to really do to be able to leverage let's look at the the finance co-social part what would those points be yeah great question and let me zoom out a bit on how we actually consume this for us to be able to be in a position to really consult with creative media agencies and marketers, right? Because it's about what can they do with this knowledge and how can this manifest for a brand? Now, for the team I represent, which is Global Twitter Next, right? Our, our primary objective is to be the students of Twitter and the students of audience, right? In a way, that means like knowing what's happening on the service, on the timeline and being very close to the culture that is shaping or breaking as we speak. Now, Twitter Trends is the central source of that truth. Now, when we zoom into finance, go social. What what does that mean today to the traditional BFSI category or or the category that has also come of age and really embracing digital transformation? Right. Mm. Uh, if I were to pick just an example for us, it's about how closely we can consume this insight and not just leave it at that. How can we convert that into a marketing opportunity? 
because for for a brand like State Bank of India, right, which is mm. which is a brand that has immense legacy, has immense yeah. scale and reach. But when it comes to Twitter, their primary focus with us, which goes beyond a campaign in a quarter, which extends for the whole year, is to be present in some of the most popular social moments of the year. So if you just look back at this year, when SPI wanted to connect with International Yoga Day, we mm. were partnering with them on trying to see how SBI can sort of really educate the masses about what yoga is today, right? Mm. Not so much about what banking is. And that's the whole idea of social. Or when SBI is speaking about today, the public conversation needs to be kind and inclusive. They spoke about kindness is cool because sometimes mm. the conversation online for us is all about really leaving our opinion out there and being very singular and not very yeah. inclusive. And here's a brand that is embracing that and actually launching a campaign, right? And there are multiple examples. Amphi, which is all about mutual funds uh, yeah. and invest in that. Amphi continues to understand that the role that Twitter would play for them is about how can they connect with cricket? Because for them, that is one of their strongest pillars. So when we come and, and understand that, you know, for us, cricket Twitter community as much as it's not a surprise to anyone to know, like Twitter is one of the largest stadiums that you could ever find for cricket. Yeah, but it is yeah. also a stadium that is growing year on year. We have over 55% of growth in the cricket Twitter community in terms of just sheer volume of conversations. So for Amphi, it's about how they should be present every single tournament, uh, every single time when a cricket conversation is happening for a brand that people embrace as much as for mutual funds, but as much as for the cricket connection that the community has on Twitter. So that's what I would say on how we try and sort of bring and marry the opportunity with the trend. Yeah, I was one of those people like losing my, uh, everything when, uh, especially during the Asia Cup, second half of it. And I think a, lo a lot of us were literally there, like all emotions were out there uh, while cricket was kind of going on. Yeah. Which brings me to the second one, right? Because which is honestly my my favorite one because I've been a huge believer in in like fan communities for a long time. Like I, it's just generally I I feel that as human beings, that's what we are. We we become communities of people around stuff that we're super interested and passionate about. So yeah. let's kind of dig deeper into the the fan built worlds part and 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 especially around subcultures because when you say subculture, oftentimes people believe it can become a smaller set, but here subcultures are massive. So what have been the key pieces which which you kind of learned looking at the data on on the fan culture? And, and, the, and the whole fan built worlds part. Yeah. And we share this intersection. This is one of my favorite trends. That is that is a trend I would love to talk about. Uh, no, no bias. But, you know, let me start from here. Like, now, fandom isn't something that is happening today or happened yesterday. I mean, mm. we, we've had fandom in this country for decades. Uh, exactly. Fan groups, idol worship has been part of our fabric. Uh, mm. what, is, what has happened, uh, and that is where we will really sort of break down this whole idea of what's like the mass culture to subculture. What has happened is that the power of fandom has, has vastly increased. And that has mm. happened because when you are experiencing fandom that is no longer related to just your local community, when you're mm. part of communities that are global, that are diverse, that are so related to you because you might be sitting here and you might be in a fandom community of Marvel fans, right? Yeah. Or, or you might be in a DC fan fandom or you could all be about cosplay uh, yeah. or if you were into Bollywood songs, but now just because you've been part of a K-pop community, all you do is actually spend your weekend listening to that K-pop playlist. Now, exactly. this, this intersection is something that is, uh, that is really meaningful is meaningful for us uh, as the population consuming social content from all sides. It's meaningful for mm. content creators, meaningful for brands that are really out there, not just to stand out, but out there to sort of really embrace this war of attention and be part of that community. Now, 
when we step inside the fan bill words, what we what we really saw was for Twitter, the biggest power we've seen is is the audience. Like the audience re- remains and will will remain superpower of the timeline. Right? Uh, the audience is today so leaned in and receptive, influential that an idea or a conversation that is empowered by them can mm. very quickly become into a fan culture that is just mushrooming. Right? It can convert into a fan trend. It can convert into a fan art, and we wouldn't even see it come. Now that's that's very special. Uh, because as, as fandom would have been, fandoms for us was three things, right? It was Bollywood, it was cricket, and it was yeah. part of news and politics. And Good. when you when you today move miles away from that, uh, and like you rightly said, subcultures don't mean they're a subset of something that is bigger. Subculture is so niche and so vast that when you speak about K-pop, India is today, in terms of the conversation that we, that we see on Twitter globally, ranked ninth in terms of the conversation on K-pop. Now that's massive mm. to be yeah. uh, to be in terms of volume. If you look at cosplay, we wouldn't imagine that India will see a cosplay culture come up where not only we will go beyond idol worshipping and, and co-creation, we would also start really reinventing ourselves and manifesting the characters and situation that we love, right? The fact that we had a cosplay championship one or two years back in the country is is a, is the great testament to that. So what we are seeing is the cultures that identify as global mass cultures, which is mm. streaming, sports, cricket, movies, all of those mass cultures have other diverse themes from K-pop to LARPing to cosplay, standing, fan art, all these things because of how connected the world is, because of how connected we are, right? Mm. Through the age of social, through the affordability of the data, all of these subcultures today are really prevalent themes in India on Twitter as we see the conversation. And that is what the Twitter Trends report really breaks down, which is the power of these subcultures because you, for a brand, you don't need to necessarily associate yourself with the trends that shouts the loudest, right? It is about, do you see a trend that is closer to the value you have as a brand? And perhaps that is where you would really embrace the conversation and the community would be right there with you alongside that, right? And and there's tremendous and numerous examples of work that we are seeing that the team has been able to sort of build with brands in the whole fan build words. The fandom one is super interesting for me as well because for many reasons. Right? A, I'm a huge participant um, whenever there is... Um, and, and I love the fact there's a Marvel one right in the middle, right? So any Marvel DC one kind of popping up. Uh, if you're looking at anything which is, for instance, about a movie kind of coming out, you have like literally all fan theories. I'm that person on Twitter running through all of those, trying to dig deeper, trying to find what every single Easter egg means and and everything else. But one of the more interesting ones which I actually saw was the fact that it's also gone into a zone where a lot of regional content, when you're looking at like regional movies, etc. Like I, I noticed like this huge trend of whenever I would go on to spaces, I would see like a space around, um, let's say the new Tamil movie that's kind of coming out or if there is something which is kind of coming out. I, I remember when I think RRR came out and I was kind of, because I'm telling you, I went deep into some of those conversations as well. Are you seeing that for fan communities, spaces become like a, a hub beyond just the textual content and kind of helping it kind of scale up? Yeah. And and before spaces, which has really, really got the fans from, from all walks together, the, the key theme here is the Southern Indian audiences. For us, what we are seeing, the audiences in the South India, they form perhaps the most passionate and receptive community on Twitter as of today, right? This community is first to content is first to tweet about first to encourage and first to idol worship and first to even co-create 
some of the other trends that we see with this community is they're far more visual, uh, mm. they're far more engaged, right? And this this is very visible in terms of how much they will tweet or how much they would tweet with images. Like these are the things that you tend to pick up and understand like what are the ways that you need to sort of really approach this community that is that leaned in. And, mm. and, and, and if you are interested in having having a voice there and having a connection, you might as well do the same thing, right? Because for 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 everyone, as they say, like whenever there is a brand on Twitter, for people, they see an individual. They don't see a brand on Twitter. For them, it's an individual right there with that handle. And that is that says the expectation. So for, for Southern audiences, our focus has been really to amplify and mm. almost recommend and pay a tribute to what we are seeing happen on the timeline. To the point on Tamil, now, Tamil is one of the most popular languages on Twitter, right? Uh, we've, we've seen content consumed in English. We've seen content created in Hindi. And we are seeing content both consumed and created in Tamil as well, right? Mm. Spaces, which is which is a way where we are seeing how the audio conversations are moving. Our investment in audio continues with all the recent features that we are adding in. But when it comes to Tamil spaces, that is, that is where we have seen us really receiving maximum traction. Uh, and so much to say that for us, there is a hashtag Tamil Spaces, wherein we actually mm. actually launched its own custom branded emoji because we see the adoption of spaces from Tamil community so vastly that it almost qualifies for having its own identity. So whether it's like Ilai Raja, the famous Tamil composer, going and doing a fan tweets version, coming on Spaces, or whether it is Netflix working with Jagame Tandaram and announcing the soundtrack on Spaces, similarly Spotify doing with RJ Balaji. Like there are examples yeah. that transcend the creator boundary, the publisher to brands, where Spaces has really become the nuanced conversation, which like you said, a, a text wouldn't really capture that. Sometimes you need the tone of human voice for you able yeah. to really build that connection. And that's the beauty of having every side of the conversation. And I feel what's also... What that's also doing is I, I, I feel like someone gives you a way to kind of tap into, you're not just praying on a broad lens, you're really going into specific subsets, you're going um, specific audiences, really understanding how consumer behavior is, how I think fan behavior is, right, more than consumer behavior. And and especially if you're a brand or, or even sometimes understand the modern consumer, you understand you're at your most emotional self uh, when you are a fan. You are showing your, tra- I, I do feel there is, I, there is very little, oh, I'm trying to show perception here. There is bare emotion. Like literally, I think my, my tweet when Phil Hadik Pandya did that was literally Pandya with like A's and Y's going into like multiples, right? So that is like me not trying to come up with the tweet to put out. It's me literally right. like emotion just went like that over there. Um, so it could also be a great way to kind of tap into at the base level how people are thinking for brands and platform to kind of understand that as well. Yeah. And the the realness of the conversation, like you said, yeah. like fandom is about being vulnerable, just really putting up yourself out there, your emotions. I mean, you cry together, you, yeah. you express together, you create the famous memes together that will become headlines in the morning newspaper, right? So the whole, this is, this is, this is why fan billboards have come where they are, right? Right. It is, it has become so real and authentic that for a brand, it is equally important to be part of that, right? They, for them, it is, it is very important to understand what role they can play in that community. And I always say, I always say that, right? We've, we've always seen that the brands need to acquire fans. And I always tend to believe that it is vice versa. Fans acquire you. A brand doesn't acquire a fan. 
right? Yeah. You, it's the fans will decide whether they want to have a relationship with you or they wouldn't. And and that is that is really important. And to your point, let me let me just state that with just a couple of examples very quickly. If you take Netflix, right? Mm. Global global streaming company, uh, really investing in, in the content across the length and breadth of India, way way die was played, and so are the other other streaming players from Amazon to Disney and Sony. Now, if Netflix is doing a fan festival that is called Tudum, that is fan billboard because for them. Tudum is such a big part of what Netflix is to all of us. That is that one sound that comes when we play the app. And that has become an annual fan fest. And when that team was working with us last year in actually understanding the whole difference in where the Twitter audience is today overall, generally, versus where the Southern Indian audiences are. And for Mm -hmm. the brand to go ahead and partner with us to launch a separate Netflix India South handle just Mm -hmm. goes to sort of really inform that how important it is for a brand to embrace the community, be for the community and build that out, right? So so when they actually go forward to release Southern titles and celebrate the celebrities, unlock behind the scenes content, they know like they have an audience waiting there to be loyalists, consumers and observers, right? Rather than sort of really bucketing it all under one go. So that's, that's a great example of, I always feel like how brands is really entering and finding a role. That is authentic and real. I have, I can go deeper into this specific one in many ways, but I know that there's one more takeaway and I also need to go for a break because I've just been told that we're going on, but we haven't taken a break yet. So we'll take a break and be right back with advertising instead. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. We're still digging into, I feel that we dug a lot into fandom, but I feel there's one more takeaway, which I think is one of the most interesting ones is entrepreneurs really finding their own voice and becoming a core part of the conversation. I'd love for you to kind of tap into A, the insight there. And I have a few questions within that to ask you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, such an interesting trend uh, just just at this time of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and especially observing that the year that has gone by now yeah. entrepreneurship and I wouldn't need to really introduce what entrepreneurship has been for us right in the country yeah. the emergence of talent the emergence of unicorns like we've seen the portfolio emerge uh consistently for us when we when we look at this conversation when we say like what does entrepreneurship means when it starts really intersecting with culture right like everything is a form of culture today right as much as entrepreneurship is about really being passionate about a problem you want to solve or a product that you want to build or probably it's your way to pay it forward right because mm. for, for you it might be might be the whole meaning of life when we looked at conversation across across few years and as recently as last year right mm. analyzing over billions of tweets like i mentioned what we started seeing is that it's become part of culture now what it means is like it's no longer a conversation that only restricts to are you an entrepreneur if yes this is for you if it's not this conversation maybe maybe not for you but somehow all of us are part of that conversation now. We are speaking about the trends that are being shaped. We are discussing the products that are being built. We are also empowering the entrepreneurs that are coming up and say like, let's build this together. Now, yeah. now if, if you put in Twitter right in the middle of that, today you see entrepreneurs become brands before their companies have become brands, right? Yeah. Because they are, yeah. they are the face of the company. They are what you're investing in. So for them, when they are out there as vulnerable and asking, what should be my product roadmap? 
right? Mm. When they're asking this really influential community that connects with pop culture, that connects with entertainment, and also appreciates what it means to be an entrepreneur, they know that they will get the most real, authentic, and as much as if there needs to be a very valid tourism, they know they will get it there. So what we are seeing is entrepreneurship as a conversation is is definitely not new to India. The growth, the interest, the emergence and success that we have seen of entrepreneurs, of unicorns that have emerged from India is massive, right? We've all applauded that. When we say entrepreneurship hits peak culture, it's because what we are observing for the last few quarters and, and, and the year that has gone by is how entrepreneurship is not a conversation that is only meant exclusive for people that are in the business of creation, right? It has become a conversation wherein whether you are building something or not, but you are very curious about the whole idea, the whole idea Mm -hmm. of what it means to solve a problem, the whole idea to actually meet entrepreneurs and meet ideas that are there to solve for a real world problem for you to be able Mm -hmm. to contribute. And, And on Twitter, what is unique is what we are seeing is different themes emerge, which is why we speak about culture. So today, entrepreneurs are becoming brands before their companies become brands. Uh, the entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are there, are right now making sure they speak about what they stand for, what are the values that they exhibit so that their products mm-hmm. can be built with as much inclusion and as much importance, right? So the whole idea to building product right there in the public ecosystem, uh, in fact, not just build, but even mm-hmm. hire your company over a tweet. Uh, like yeah. we've, we've seen so many cases where today founders are meeting their technology leads on Twitter where they're yeah. trying to understand where the investment journey is going and they're meeting all of that on Twitter. And when it goes beyond, if you look at, you start unpacking and you look at today when we see year-on-year conversation and increase in terms of female entrepreneurship, that number mm-hmm. today is at 269%. That is that is the amount of growth that has ha- happened even in how entrepreneurship needs to be equal. The discussion year-on-year, like I said, has grown over 22%. Now, we might all put put it down to the famous hashtag, hashtag Peak Bengaluru, hashtag Shark Tank India memes. I give Shark Tank a lot of credit for this. I give a lot of credit to Shark Tank for just like kind of putting that conversation out there. Like the the base broader audience really kind of got this space a lot more. Absolutely. And the base audience is is exactly why we say it has hit peak culture. Because today, you won't be surprised that, you know, while you were watching a cricket match with the family or that popular awards show, today you're actually watching a show on entrepreneurship with the entire family and just taking part in it, understanding like, okay, should a deal be made or should a deal not be made? Uh, and and that's the interesting part of the conversation, whether that's the fun side of it, whether that's the meaningful side of it, or whether that's really inspiring the next new age entrepreneurs that are really out there on Twitter, trying to understand what it means to be in this business of solving, right? There are a few things I noticed, which I which I thought was super interesting, right? One is the, the, the point you brought up about um, female entrepreneurs really becoming a broader part of the conversation, which is, which is, pretty late in the in the world we live in but thank god it's still it's, it's a large part of it now and there were two pieces when i look at the entire chart of what have kind of grown one is social change which i found super interesting a social change is a, is a core part of the conversation and and i didn't realize influencer owned brands was as big as well because there's still it's still early days for influencer owned brands to be i think but these two for me apart from the conversation around uh, female entrepreneurs was interesting because when social change conversation is, is is large in the entrepreneur context, it kind of also sets a trend for saying this is what people are talking about more. They, they're actually looking at more and aspiring towards more. Um, correct me if I'm wrong in, in, in terms of that's what the, the data kind of said. Yeah, these are the themes. And, you know, if you were to sort of zoom zoom out and say like, where is this coming from? 
because if a topic and a social change is emerging, whether that's on the female entrepreneurship side or the individual influence their own brands, the idea is there has to be a community that is empowering that, right? So when we looked at conversations and, you know, we spoke about fandom, fan subculture groups, if you look at how diverse the conversation has become, there's conversation around parenting, there's conversation Mm -hmm. around health and, and being vegan, there's conversation around working from home through the yeah. pandemic. And as we all in the pandemic, we've seen conversations that have gone gone beyond the traditional overall themes around sports, entertainment and news and all of that. And when these topics actually become powerful communities, uh, that really paints the canvas open for creators and really credible creators to come and launch a product that matters to them, which mm-hmm. is why this is, this is a theme mm-hmm. we are noticing. This is a theme that we will continue to continue to notice it isn't a trend that is about to just fade away it is an industry that is that is mushrooming uh because the relationship is so one is to one right before it becomes a commercial business it's become a business about i understand you and you understand me right and and that's the connection we are we are, we are all craving for so social change is a theme that is there and when you when you when you are there that you are sort of creating something of value doing that for a purpose uh, what is also happening is when we speak about female entrepreneurship, right? As much as we would speak about where is this today and where it should have been years back, what we can look forward is that it is exactly headed where it should be headed, right? Uh, and it can only happen if every stakeholder joins in. So today, all brands are focusing on that. Today, all publishers are focusing on that. Uh, and and some of the products and services are being built are also built by teams that are equal. Right, yeah. uh, because you can launch a product and a service, but what if the team behind the product also doesn't really understand what diversity means? Right, so it's about yeah. even the process of creation uh, that is really empowering the conversation in terms of equality, social, and purpose. And for Twitter, I think this is this is where it all comes down to. It all intersects on that moment uh, that is starting, and it might be something we will read about tomorrow. Right, in any form of media that we see. Yeah, and I'm glad the fact about the fact that you spoke about all the pieces around the entrepreneur, right? In terms of just like culture, etc. Because there's a core insight in the report which I love is the fact that it's about not being serious about it. Because oftentimes you would assume that if it's about business or entrepreneurship, it has to be serious. But if you want people to gravitate towards you from a culture standpoint, from uh, you know, from like understanding where your business kind of comes from, what your value chain is like, you can't be serious about it as much as I mean, I'd rather be serious but don't sound serious. Maybe that's the way to kind of put it. it doesn't has to be. It doesn't have to be dull in that sense of the word. And I thought yeah. that's a great insight to kind of understand how this kind of matches together um, and what's really kind of working for, let's say, a brand or for even an entrepreneur kind of put out there. Yeah, yeah. We said it last year for the last few years, right? The the amount of challenges that the world has faced together, the the amount of challenges we've all have gone through in our individual capacity, uh, a bit of distraction and levity goes a long way. When we were meeting and discussing with brands and how they should look at sort of really communication right now, communication that is during the period of pandemic, post pandemic, whether whether you are a brand that is that is an emerging brand, whether you are an influencer own brand, whether you, whether you are a unicorn there is a bit of distraction and levity that everyone really appreciates, right? So you should be serious about delivering on the promise and the products you make. But but the journey of doing that and how real and how friendly could that be uh, is always goes away. And we, we live in an age of where there is trust deficit. And sometimes one way to build trust is to just share a good laugh. So uh, I would say that is something we, we continue to see. Uh, Twitter is where uh, the next meme emerge. We all have our favorite yeah. memes uh, across communities we watch. Uh, and that's the language uh, of 
of of expression right now if i have to ask you across everything um, all the trends which are there which was the trend that was when when you know when everyone kind of started together was like this is super interesting for us because we didn't realize this would be as big which one would that be i would say not in terms of a surprise but mm-hmm. more like that is so good because mm-hmm. let me pick fanbill words as a trend because the all the other trends are are as as huge uh, yeah. as you know some something that obviously will sort of grow in mm-hmm. terms of prominence but fanbill words was a trend where there was so much to unpack the reason why i say that there were so many surprises revealed here is because fandom has not been unique to the country but what is yeah. unique to the country on the layers and the dimensions of fandom we are saying uh, we wouldn't have imagined that cosplay would become such a big conversation that it will feature in a trend we we wouldn't have thought about laughing would emerge uh, you know similarly how we spoke about e gaming 4 5 years back we thought yeah i don't think e gaming will become as big a conversation for in india but here we are where e gaming is not just a conversation it's an industry with prominent yeah. players and tournaments and brands really sponsoring yeah. and really partnering that so what i would say is the the subcultures that really emerged and really came together to build the fan build world is a really exciting for us as creative teams for brands that are there understanding uh, where the consumer pattern is and and for all of us as as students of culture uh it's an incredible time to observe towards the later later part of every episode i ask my guest set of questions it has nothing to do about what we spoke about so far um i'm trying to think of a, a few twitterish ones to add to this one where, but the questions have pretty much been standard so far apart from these trends and i'm going to make this connected to the report at least in my head somewhere um what are trends that you kind of like tap into a lot more on on, on twitter wow that's a that's a curveball right there but but yeah i <laughs> since i use the service so much uh my conversation starts and ends from football if i'm being really honest <laughs> so um and i can speak about a trend there right as much as football is about sharing for your favorite team making sure you have the second screen with you so that you can sort of just express what you're feeling as fans what what i've been really interested in now being part of that conversation is to be part of the deadline day the transfers the business of football happening right in front of me right that is something i have not noticed so for a sky sports to go live 5 hours before on a twitter spaces where you have journalists from all the stadiums coming on to say like this is the player that is about to be sort of really being bid for this is the player that today probably arsenal can actually go and make an inquiry about so just the real time connection with the business of football the industry i think it's a, it's a trend that personally i am biased to because that just changes the the meaning of the sport and beyond just sharing cheering for your favorite team yeah i've actually like i i've thought a lot about that that because I, uh, sometimes when questions like this go out i'm like what do i spend a lot more time doing as well and i and i feel for me it's apart from the fandom parts it's actually been actually dig into a lot of case studies um, i find threads to be really interesting case studies of just how things are going right. and I, and more than for me more than the actual case study it's about like i want to understand how people are writing this so well so for me i have like an ulterior motive understanding how to like i, I think i learned to write in a concise form by just following people I, that's my like random uh, peeve to do on yeah. the side uh, more for the form factor than the the actual content often times uh, yeah twitter threads is yeah absolutely i think that is just one piece that i continuously keep bookmarking uh yeah. there's so much to unpack there and the way the threads keep coming for anything that interests you yeah um on an off twitter question uh, anything you've read watched or listened to recently that you'd recommend and that i recommend i was watching manifest not sure uh 
if that is something you've caught on but i was watching manifest uh netflix which is which is a show that just uh slowly has grown upon me and uh, i can tell you that the new season is around the corner so it wouldn't kill leave you hanging <laughs> but that's that's what i would say as as plainly uh, a bit of distraction and levity like i said uh, i wouldn't give you like a really meaningful piece of content to watch i'm sure there are there are podcasts uh, that you you really swear by <laughs> beyond avatar yeah. but yeah if you're in for some some streaming that is something to watch out for won't check that one out for sure I, i've been seeing it in the um, in the recommendations i haven't popped onto that one yet what can you put together in an instant what what can i put together in an instant that it would be one question that i have to say like i still haven't found that out yet uh <laughs> uh it was something i'll have to think because yeah i don't think being being instant is is my cup of tea but what what i can still say or let me let me just probably take a leap of faith here because i've tried that and hasn't failed yeah. i can put a travel plan together in an instant which could be as quick as 10 minutes which that's which actually is, that's, yeah, that's a great one to have sometimes yeah <laughs> so that's what i would say to something so that this I've question has been I asked every single so this question has been asked to every single guest we've had on the show that would be the first uh-huh. time someone said travel plan if i'm if i remember correctly um we've had like hundreds of guests this is literally the first time <laughs> i remember hearing this one and the last question which is generally um you know play on the name of the show itself um, when you look at these three core trends we've spoken about today what do you think at the core on the platform is keeping these three alive what is central to all three together that you believe is making sure they kind of like staying at the top of, of the conversation and kind of like growing the way they are yeah great question if i were to reflect upon a common denominator across all these three right it would perhaps come down to the authenticity of a conversation uh now whether you speak about entrepreneurship whether you speak about finance become decentralizing becoming social fan bill words i think the the realness the authenticity of the conversation is perhaps the common denominator that really shines uh and and as credit to the podcast as you said right i think we've we've all seen advertising been a piece of communication that we've all either remembered for the song that was part of it for the jingle that we mm. loved or mm. for the joke that was cracked but yeah. it's not something that you would have always gone back and said over a cup of coffee the next morning like did you see this let me tell you about this i think the yeah. the, the age and the world that we are living in now is filled mm. with real conversations that for you like for us to have a conversation right now there must yeah. be certain anecdotes that perhaps would would make sense for you to wake up tomorrow have have another conversation with someone and bring a piece of this forward and i think that amplification that connection that compounds is is something i think is is the common denominator otherwise these things would never be trends they would be uh things that have faded down thanks so much for doing this rishabh i've been fascinated to kind of dig into each of these topics and kind of run through them and um and i think there's a lot of takeaways not just for brands but for the general consumers and 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 people who are on the platform as well to kind of understand in terms of what's really been happening there um so thank you so much for coming on advertising is dead uh, thank you for having me varun it's been a pleasure really really interesting chat thank you for having me once again if you like this podcast and you want to listen to more podcasts like this head over to the ibm podcast website or app or where you get your podcast from and look at all the podcasts that ibm makes there's some really fun stuff there